In this episode of Cluster Fudge, Carlos is in an echo chamber, so we can imagine that he's communicating with me via telepathy or maybe from beyond the grave. Also, we discuss things like Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, but here's the catch. It's before we see the movie, so there are no spoilers in this recording. Hey, Carlos. Yo, what's up, Alan? What are you jazzed about? What are you excited about in the world that is the cluster fudge? Oh, well, there's a lot to be jazzed about. There's a lot happening soon. You got the new Star Wars coming out soon. As yes. Of today. Uh, mm-hmm. It hasn't come out yet. This may come out after it comes out, so we'll see. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of positive excitement. Unlike before with the, with the prequels, there was positive excitement, too. Right. But uh, I think now it's more justified, you know? Probably. Everything I see seems to be very promising, but you never know until you actually see it. Um, we'll see. I guess the yep. only real worry I have isn't so much that it fails in basic fundamentals like episodes one and maybe the other ones did, but if it fails in that it tries too much to be a standard Hollywood flick, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I would hate for it to subscribe to, I don't know, too much pandering, too many references to the previous movies, you know, too much wink-wink, yes, I understand your reference from your universe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I think we got enough of that with the prequels, so I don't think that uh, they had that much of a burden, you know what I mean? I guess, but you also find that in um, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, there was a lot of the attempt to recreate Wrath of Khan in in the second Star Trek movie, and I'm wondering if this movie goes a little too heavy on that. I didn't see anything in the trailer to make me think that, but I'm just worried that when I do see the actual movie, it's going to be a little too much. I don't know. I honestly don't think he cared that much. I mean, if you're going to like blatantly rip off Wrath of Khan... I mean, that just seems like you don't really care. So I, I'm not that worried just because I don't think he cared as much about Star War, Star Trek that he does Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see, though. We're going to see. No, no preconceived notions. We'll see what it is right. when we get it, and then we'll know. Yep. Uh, we've all, I think we all, I think a lot of us that learned a lesson learned a lesson, and then there are people who will continue to apologize until the day they die, for George Lucas about the original, about the prequels. They're people right. who just never think that they were bad. They'll be like, oh, it's George, it's, it's what George Lucas wanted, so it is. It's just canon, and you just got to accept that. <laughs> it's like, no, it was crap. It was, it was mega crap. So I think I the ultimate that. problem the prequels had was, first of all, I think the fans paid more attention to the original trilogy than George Lucas did. I think that's where mm-hmm. it ultimately falls apart. It's, mm-hmm. You have a line from Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, you know, that when he met his, when he met Luke's father, he was already an excellent pilot, seeing all this stuff that makes you imply that he was at least a young adult yeah. when Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan first met. Clearly not or the case Obi-Wan's when he wrote episode one. Liar. Right. Well, it's, it seems like it was a last minute decision. He's like, well, why, why can't I just make it a kid? And then he just did it. And yeah. it's like, well, here's a reason why. Yeah. Because kids like kids, and kids want to be able to be Anakin Skywalker and become Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So I made a kid Anakin, and I made a kid Boba Fett. So now the kids can be these guys. And it's like, oh, my God. I just, I would love to have seen prequels 
with other writers and other directors and see what they could have done with that story. You know what I mean? There's, it just, it ultimately failed because of, of what I said. He, he started to, to, well, he pandered to children for some reason. I don't know why, but also making Anakin be a kid just made no sense as far as the story was concerned. And then in doing so, then he also had to introduce Qui-Gon Jinn who had no basis on the rest of the trilogy he had to introduce Darth Maul, who had no basis on the rest of the trilogy. And did he know that, um, I don't know, he needed characters that were going to be relevant for episodes two and three? He just had these characters that he introduced in episode one and killed off. And it's like, that's no way to start a saga, really. I don't know. Yeah. All right. But, you know, we're looking forward to the new one and we'll see what comes of it. I really dig that BB-8. I love the sounds it makes. That's another concern of mine is... Uh-oh. Is BB-8, his popularity has exceeded the actual movie. Like, no one has seen him in the actual movie, just in trailers and in promotional material. Everyone's in love with the design, but they have no idea if the character's all that relevant to the movie. Oh, to be fair, I also love the sounds that BB-8 makes. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Let's, mm-hmm. I don't want to... I don't want to hedge any bets either way. I'm like, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I do have tickets for Friday. I'll be there no matter what. Okay. I've tried not to watch any of like the, this trailer's from China and it shows so much more. I've tried to like be cool with the trailers, you know, because it's like, I'm going to see the movie. You sold me so you don't have to keep pitching me. Yeah. I've tried. I'm actually not going to see it till the Monday after it's released. Then you're a fool. And um, I will tell you about it myself. No, I'm going to avoid Facebook. I'm going to avoid most of stuff online mm-hmm. and um, just see it Monday afternoon, which, by the way, yeah. I found like basically a, a dead mall that has a movie, th- an AMC movie theater, and it's going to be like $7 for a 3D ticket. Nice. Yeah. Well, that is one third of what I'm paying, so good for you. <laughs> and then the Batman and Superman trailer came out as well. That actually is the first trailer I've seen for Batman v Superman that makes me want to see the movie. Um, uh, maybe you're not I, sold at this point, I'm, but I'm still not that, sold. I, I okay. can't fathom the idea that Clark Kent, a reporter, doesn't mm-hmm. know who Bruce Wayne is. Oh, no, yeah, I, you're right. I can because Clark mm-hmm. Kent has no journalistic degree. He was just <laughs> hired for some reason. He's bad at being just a reporter. Mm-hmm. So he's not a good reporter. We have no right. reason to believe he is. Mm-hmm. So I could understand why I wouldn't recognize Bruce Wayne, but that just tells me, wow, this guy's a horrible reporter. And mm-hmm. he shouldn't have gotten the job because he's not a reporter. But you were saying? Just that you had some actual dialogue character interaction. Like it's not just little blitz and teasers and, and whatnot it's just actual lex Luthor talking to clark kent bruce wayne vice versa them, them getting giving you some insight of who their characters are in this rendition of of them so i, yeah, I he, found it somewhat interesting i like the the wonder woman showing up at the uh in, at the end of the trailer uh the the doomsday you know thing they're having to deal with to me that seems like okay we're throwing in doomsday and it's like Wow, and ugh, that just seems, I don't know, it just feels weird. The whole thing, I mean, the first movie still has thrown me out of whack as far as, like, the order in which things are introduced. I don't care for it, you know? Yeah, but I already felt that way. I already felt like they had too many characters in this movie, 
but now at least in seeing it in this trailer, it seemed to make sense. If it was just limited to these few characters, I would be like, okay, that like that could make for some good action sequences. I've already felt that way, you know, Carlos? Like, I don't need this trailer to say, oh, by the way, Doomsday and Wonder Woman are in this. I already knew that before I watched this trailer. Mm-hmm. So at least watching it gave me a little bit more hope. But not only are they going to be in it, <laughs> Aquaman's going to be in it. There's going to be a Flash cameo in it. Um, there's going to be a lot of characters, way too many for one movie. Yeah, I just find that out. I know they're doing the reverse of what Marvel did, where they're introducing mm-hmm. the team, and then they'll do, like, solo films. But right. that just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, well, I understand why Marvel did it, because that's a smart way to do it. And mm-hmm. I get that. I guess you're trying to be different. I don't know. But it just seems odd that we would meet these characters first and then get individual stories. Because they they don't know how to do it. <laughs> we'll do it the opposite way. Well, they tried with Green Lantern and they failed miserably. So yeah. they clearly don't know what they're doing. So they can't say, oh, well, we'll just make a Wonder Woman movie and we'll make this movie and we'll make that movie. They already tried that. Because they were saying Green Lantern's first, then Man of Steel, and all this during uh, The Dark Knight was rising. Well, that didn't work out. So now they've got to start over from scratch, and this is what they're doing. You know what they should have done? They should have, they should have started animated and made the individual ones animated. And I know they've done some already, but they should have said, listen, this is what we're going to do. We are going to start with each individual solo origin story, but we're going to do it animated. And then it's going to be from that animation, it'll be consistent across the board or whatever, but these are the characters, okay? We're going to figure out who's going to play the roles, and they're going to voice the actors, they're going to voice the characters, because it's going to be them. Because their animation department does great. So they start animated, then they move to an actual live-action movie and just transfer the animated characters to live-action. But you still have to... Once you once you go to live-action, you have to assume that the, the people watching the live-action have not seen the animated. Because you're talking about a much wider audience base, and there's going to be a lot of people in that audience base that will be like, I'm not going to watch animated because that's for kids. That's and you can make fair. the argument that, yeah, these people can go and seek out the information. They can watch these animated movies currently. There are animated Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman movies that they can watch on Netflix just about any time they want. But either they choose not to or the studio is just assuming that they don't know the story. Yeah, you're right. I don't take Batman as the kind of guy that's like, he's a threat, I got to kill him. I just don't, I don't see it yet. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I don't that was that concept there. was introduced a year ago, so at least at this point, like they're giving, I'm I'm seeing the characters be in that arc. I'm seeing him be bitter. I'm seeing him just like being anti-Superman through acting and dialogue. So okay. I found that refreshing, actually okay. seeing it, not just speculating about it. And we're back, and Carlos is no longer in his echo chamber. Enjoy the rest of the show as we discuss other topics. The Flash! The Flash. The Flash! This is Season 2, Episodes 1 through 9. Not Professor Zoom, just Zoom. Zoom, that's right. And they they got, uh, what is it, Tony Todd? I think is his name, Tony Todd or something. Uh, the dude with the, uh, the, uh, the, the, oh, Candyman. 
the horror character Candyman. That dude, great voice. He's doing the voice. He he's great the costume. the brother of Worf from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh shit, that's right. Yep. So he's done a lot of things on Star. He did Herojin on Voyager. He's done a mm. lot of things with Star Trek. I think uh, he's done a lot of things everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, that one episode where uh, he beats the shit out of the Flash, breaks his back, and then holds him like a doll to everyone was I watched that a couple of times because it was so good. And just this <laughs> idea that he's that powerful that he could just deadlift. Like I don't know what Barry's probably like a buck sixty, a bucks. I don't know what mm-hmm. Barry is. He's not heavy, but right. he's not light. He's a grown ass man, right? He's with runner, one hand, but he's a man, and he's yeah. just holding him around like a doll. Yeah, and you know, and he says like, "This is not, you know, he's not a god. He's this is he's not going to help you. He's not your hero." And I'm like thinking, you know what? Yeah, they probably see him kind of as like a very nice god. And to see your nice God being like, it's like if someone took Jesus and held up Jesus limp and like, this is your God. I got him. Well, you got to remember the first episode of the season when they gave him the key to the city. They all celebrated him like they were like, yeah, like yeah, whereas day. he was running around in secret in the first season. Now in the beginning of the second season, it was just like everyone's applauding him. He's he's the, the hero of Central City. Yeah. And now Zoom you know, breaks him and shows everyone that he can best this guy. And now everyone's kind of on edge, you would think, right? Because it's like, whoa, who can stop this this demon that's just doing whatever the heck he wants? Yeah, I could just even imagine. Like, And then he goes to the cops, and he does the same thing with the cops. And right. it's like, what are they thinking? Yeah. You know, what could you possibly be thinking at that moment? This guy, mm-hmm. this guy that's hard, like, he would be impossible to stop, and he's being, like, made into a little bitch by someone right. that's even more impossible to stop. So mm-hmm. it's like, Jesus, that was just scary. I mean, that was just so effective. Yeah. And in front of his friends, I mean, like, basically he was doing it in front of, like, people he knew, his family. He did it in front right. of Joe, and he did it in front of freaking Iris. I yeah. Blah, look at it. I got him. Uh, he's a puppet. Oh, uh, that was great. Um, yeah, it's been a good season. So it's been an enjoyable season. It's been the Flash has been enjoyable as usual. Yeah. So not even a, not even accounting for Zoom and and what a character that is. He's just been a background character because really you've still had Captain Cold. You've had yeah. Gorilla Grodd. That was a good episode. I mean, like you were referring to an episode that was a Gorilla Grodd episode, and then in the epilogue. He shows up, Zoom shows up, and, and embarrasses Barry. Yeah. Uh, um, it's like, we saved the day, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, punch, punch, punch. Oh, you and, didn't think I was going to come, did you? Here I am. And also, like, Gorilla, Gorilla Grodd, um, we introduced Gorilla City in Earth 2, so that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. A nice nod to what uh, the comic book fans know about Gor- Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, well, you know, these writers have been very good about that. Yeah. I am looking forward to a time when, because I think the only way Zoom's getting brought down is when um, Jay gets his powers back, and you give powers to Wally West. Uh, okay, Wally West, as well as Doctor Wells's daughter. Oh, she gets powers too. Yeah, that's why he was calling her Jesse Quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another character. That who's a speedster, so... You've got three 
potential speedsters that don't currently have their power. Okay. But I think this will probably be the last season for Dr. Wells, though. I don't see any reason to keep Dr. Wells around beyond this season. I mean, you know, the, uh, the fans pretty much like him, but... Um, and there's been some great back and forth with him, too. That Cisco's been... Yeah. The writing for Cisco's been, like, really on point, man. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to Harry. There's plenty of use for Wells. Um, currently, he's, you I, know, just another professor. But, um, you know, I mean, he's, but he runs a business in Earth, too. It's like, so what is a... I don't understand why he would want to stay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once like, they I'm free sure his they daughter. Fabricate something. I mean, they just made the dad leave. It's like, I gotta go, Barry. It's right. like, where the fuck are you going? You just got out of jail. Yeah. Yeah, you might end season two with himself sacrificing for the better good. Yeah. But he definitely wants to take down Zoom. But yeah, absolutely. As of as of where we are mid season, he's partnering with Zoom just has to. for the sake of his daughter. Yeah. 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 I, so, I, I did find it annoying that people kept like you're you're Wells, you're evil Wells. It's like, no dude, reverse mm-hmm. flash killed Wells right. and took his killed Wells. Killed his wife, killed their potential daughter, basically, mm-hmm. and took over his body. So, you know, right. he's a victim. Even our of Wells. Wells was not evil. Yeah, our Wells wasn't evil. He was murdered many right. years ago. He was mm-hmm. murdered. Yeah. So stop, you know, this guy's a dick, but he wasn't a killer. He's like, I'm not that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely not that guy because that guy murdered him. In this yeah. earth, uh, you know. Well, you saw when they gave Jay his power, at least temporarily, right? With the um, yeah. Yeah. whatever whatever they and call that isotope now. Yeah. So, like, if they're kind of cracking the code with how to give people speed force, I mean, like, I could see not only those three that I mentioned getting their powers, but also Wells could be like, "Oh, I want to be a speedster too," and he just puts on the old yellow suit, and then he Ooh. just runs around as Reverse Flash. See, I don't know if he would do that, though, because I don't think he's that much of an asshole that he would, like, wear the yellow suit. Like, you know, like... Because <laughs> it fits I him. Mean, it's, like, it's the only that thing that dude fits him. hurt us. Please don't wear the yellow suit. <laughs> Come up with a nude. Cisco will make you a suit. I, it might, it might suit. be a situation where it just entails that he needs to throw on a suit real quick. Well, he had to wear it for, like, the... the, the for grad. Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Yeah. But he, so you've established that it's in it's in his size, so I could well, see something like that happening. Circumstance could call for him putting it on, and he becomes another speedster. Oh, and then Barry went through time again when they did that crossover episode, which was cool. Yeah, with Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was neat. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, the hot girl thing was pretty forced. But, I mean, that's just because they want to get Legends of Tomorrow off the ground. But it's like, yeah. okay, I guess this is interesting. I'm not. I don't really care, and, and there's I didn't Savage, either. and... I've okay, never been a big whatever. fan of Hawkman or Hawk Girl, and, like, seeing them in these different renditions doesn't help their case for me. Yeah. But they're hoping that it, it helps the next show. Where are the wings? Where are your wings? They're gone, and then they come back. Oh, they're, like, what? Trapped in multi-phase... Exp- fuck you. Whatever. Just have wings or don't have wings? No, they're just back. Yeah, no, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I have to go and train. Okay, bye. I guess. Where are you going to train? I don't know. Another show? Sure. <laughs> Along with Firestorm. 
Right. And new dude. What happened with Robbie Amell? Why isn't he doing it anymore? I don't know. I just heard today that he's not going to be in the new show. Well, no, he's not because they already recast him with the black dude. I know, but I just assumed that he was like missing in action and they were going to resurrect him for the new show. Nope. Wow. No, I think he may have gotten greedy. He's like, I want more money. Damn. I bet you it's money. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't mind the change, but I bet you it's money. I have no idea. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay. All right. The Flash. The uh, X-Men Apocalypse trailer. Oh, yeah. That was cool. But then they show uh, they show Xavier bald in the chair. And it's like, oh, we're not bringing Patrick Stewart in anymore? Okay. <laughs> It was kind of weird. Why would James McAvoy bald his head then? So in the comic books, um, Apocalypse has had four horsemen multiple times. And they're always war, famine, pestilence, and then finally death. Uh-huh. And Angel was the original um, Angel of Death in Apocalypse's Four Horsemen. And yeah. then he had three other characters as war, famine, and pestilence. So in uh-huh. this, you have... Um, Magneto, it seems, is one of the four horsemen. I'm assuming he's war. Is famine, maybe it's storm? I don't know, because fam- weather can bring famine. And then pestilence. Yeah. I don't know what the heck Psylocke has to do with pestilence, but okay. Yeah, I don't know either. And wasn't there a dude that was like, basically, he had like a biohazard symbol on his head? That's probably pestilence. Yeah, so that dude should be pestilence. So was he in the trailer? I didn't see that guy. Is he in the trailer? No, he's not. Okay. I think Apocalypse is like, whatever. In the comic books, it was a woman, but... Yeah, he's he's recast those roles multiple times in his Four Horsemen. Yeah. So I'm curious to see. But visually, everything looks good. The previous X-Men movie was really good. I liked Days of Future Past, so... I think this is... I'm looking forward to it. It's just weird because it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I'm not as excited. And yet, I think it's going to be a great individual movie. Yeah, well, they have their own shit to deal with, and uh, right. Captain America, those guys have their own shit to deal with. Uh, and I'm not just talking about Civil War, I'm talking about what's-his-face, Thanos. Oh, Thanos. Thanos <laughs> yeah, is they like... they got their own apocalyptic god to That's deal true. With. Yes. Thanos is in his own, own storyline. It's going to be pretty much unrelated to Civil War, I think. Yeah. But interesting plot point, it's uh, Civil War is basically going to revolve around Bucky... And uh, Captain America trying to protect Bucky yeah. and the federal government wanting Bucky and yeah. then not letting uh, Cap get away with it. It's like, no more bullshit, Cap. Mm-hmm. That guy's a wanted fugitive. It's like, no, he's my friend. So was I. Yes, he is. He's my friend, Bucky. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. All right, good sesh. All right, then. I'm glad we hashed it out. Yes, Looking we forward did. to 2016. See you next year. Woo. 2016, here we come. Yes, hey, where where can they find this and other stuff you're doing, Alan? On orlandopodcast.net. www, if you can't find it. www.orlandopodcast.net. All right, great. You guys can find out what's going on with me at the website. I do allthecomedy.com. I'm on a couple of different teams in the South Florida area. Uh... Comedy School Dropouts, Cage-Free Humans, and Business Casual. 
check out what's going on with them and all the other stuff that's happening uh, with live comedy and South Florida and special events and theater stuff to all the comedy at allthecomedy.com. All right. And this was the podcast Cluster Fudge. Oh, and you'll see me uh, Wednesdays at Micro Theater Miami, microtheatermiami.com, doing a musical show, improv musical. Fantastic. Boom. Also, check out the Geeks of Comedy on Facebook. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. Podcast Cluster Fudge. Bye-bye. Bye. See you when I get back from Cuba. Say hi to Castro for me. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bad man.